Thermic insulation plays an important role in home energy efficiency and comfort for the people living inside. But a few common mistakes installing insulation can negatively impact attic ventilation, offsetting any gains the insulation originally provided and possibly causing costly damage. Hi there. Welcome back to another episode of our podcast, Airing It Out with AirVent. My name is Paul Shelsey. I host AirVent's Attic Ventilation Ask the Expert seminars offered every winter to residential roofing professionals all across North America since 1998. It was four days before Christmas 2020 when I received an email from Ron Bastian, owner of Bastian Roofing in Richfield, Wisconsin. The email included a series of photographs showing significant wood rot in a roof deck and a short note Ron had written. The note read, The insulation is packed tight to the bottom of the roof deck and caused a lot of rot in four years. We did this roof 18 years ago and someone came along since to add insulation. It's not fun tearing up my old work. This is not the Christmas present the homeowner wanted, I'm sure. To talk more about the wood rot, tearing up his old work, and some of the common attic insulation mistakes affecting attic ventilation, let's welcome to the podcast our guest, Ron Bastian. Ron, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Paul. Thank you, Ron. Thank you there very much. Nothing worse, there is nothing worse than tearing apart your own work after 18 years. I, I can only imagine, Ron. I'm not a contractor, but I've talked to many of them, including you, and I can imagine that's got to be frustrating. Yeah, it's, it's something to deal with every now and then. And this is one of a homeowner friend that I've made over the years, and telling him that somebody screwed this whole thing up is hard to hard to explain to a homeowner and then when you tear it apart and get into it it's a mess oh boy ron to set the table for our listeners please i want them to know that i've known ron for many years ron is a frequent contributor of tips and content airvent uses on our website social media platforms our seminars. In fact, this story that we're about to elaborate on is being shared in our current series of seminars. So thank you, Ron, for always sharing with Airvent. You're welcome. I enjoy it. Ron, Airvent often hears from roofing professionals like yourself that when the attic insulation is installed, it blocks the intake vents. That shuts off 50% of the attic ventilation system because ventilation is a one-two combination of intake air through vents low on the roof or in the soffit overhang and exhaust through vents placed high on the roof at or near the peak. The reality is without intake airflow, the attic really has no ventilation. Ron, how common would you say, is insulation blocking the intake vents as you see it in the field? In the field, when I sell my jobs that 
ventilation is a huge, huge part of my business. Yes. And that sets me apart from everybody else. Now, the job we just did last week, and this is kind of a little off of this, but when we got into it, there is one section of cathedral ceiling that is solid packed. The plywood above it was rotten. This had this roof had three layers on it, so it's been a long, long time, and we ended up replacing the roof deck again. So when you're saying how often does it happen, to me, I don't know if I have the magic shoe, but I get drawn into these jobs because I don't think anybody else wants to do them. It's too much of a project for them. So... Wait. It sounds like, Ron, so when it happens, it's quite an undertaking to get it corrected. Exactly. Undertaking is putting it mildly. Oh. You know, the edge vent that we're putting on, we're using on a lot of jobs. You know, with your product, I love it. You know, it's a good way to get intake. As long as you don't, you know, that's where you need it. If you can get the soffit ventilation right, great. Other than that, there's times and times again that you can't do it without the edge vent. Right. I'm glad you guys came up with that. Thank you. Uh, for our listeners, the edge vent is a type of rooftop intake vent. Ron, not that you have all the answers. You can't read people's minds. But just in your, your estimation, why do you think it's happening that someone is installing the insulation that blocks the important intake vents? My biggest thing is why they do it is they are uneducated on the proper terms of airflow. That's why they do it. Fair enough. La lack of understanding, lack of lack of understanding, lack of knowledge. Yes, lack of knowledge is perfectly it. Okay. Okay. Sounds and like you doing you doing your seminars helps out a lot. You know, not only the roofing contractors but the insulating contractors should be involved in this as well. And Ron, I'm, I'm making a note. We, we, AirVent, we could do a better job of actively inviting insulation contractors to the seminars, reaching out to them beyond the seminar with, in, with information. So thank you for that note. Just made a little note about that. So Ron, in the case of this Christmas 2020 project, I, I, my notes call it a nightmare. I, I took a little liberty there, but nightmare and the photos that you shared, which were very vivid, by the way. Thank you for the photos. Again, we're sharing them uh, in our seminars. And if anyone wants to see those photos for our listeners, they are on airvent.com in our portal, Homeowner Hut. It's one of our content segments, courtesy of Ron. So, Ron, the insulation was not a problem when you did the roof. 18 years ago, when, when you when you put on that new roof, whatever insulation was in place, I got to believe it was satisfactory at that time. What can we do as a manufacturer, as someone trying to educate the industry? What can we do to prevent this from happening after the roofer has done it correctly and someone wants to increase the insulation? Any thoughts on that? What, how can we get that message out? Everybody along the way, homeowners, insulators, contractors, they all need the same education on the airflow. 
how do you get that out? It's technology today that's trying this. And with the podcast today, this is helping things also. Um, the only way to really stop it from happening, I don't think you ever will. But, of course, this 2020 Christmas nightmare, as you call it, it is a nightmare. This job was, I did the roof 18 years ago. I got called back that the roof is leaking. I went up into the attic and I noticed that in between each rafter spacing, the insulation was blocking it. So it was cold out. It was about five degrees below zero here in Wisconsin. I grabbed a, a one by two and I tried to pull some insulation out from in between the rafter spacings. I was actually pulling frozen chunks of insulation the size of softballs. I got one to punch completely through to put an insulation baffle in. And when I did that, I noticed discoloration on the bottom of the roof deck. And I started playing around a little bit more. And I poked the one by two almost through the roof. Then I have to go and explain to the homeowner that we had to tear the roof off to replace rotten roof decking. And when we got it off, you got the pictures. Yes. It was not a very good Christmas present for that homeowner. No. Boy, Ron, I, I, I've been sharing those photos with every audience. And, and when I first received them, I said, boy, this, this instantly tells the story of what could go wrong. All that rotted wood. Ron, you, you mentioned it briefly. What, what triggered the phone call nearly two decades later? Do you recall the, the exact point of the call, the, the reason for it? The point of the call is he thought that he had a roof leak along the outside edge of his home in the bathroom because he noticed some bubbling of the paint. And he's like, there's got to be water coming in here somehow. And I went up into the roof to see from the bottom side, water leaves a stain. So if it's coming through a roof board, you would see it. Well, the insulation was jammed up so tight that I couldn't see the bottom side of the roof deck out towards the gutter edge. Right. And that, you know, that's why I got the one by two and tried to pull the insulation back so I could see. Well, when I finally did see and noticed it was rotten, it was hard to tell the homeowner, hey, we got a bigger problem than just the roof. The original... Yes, boy, boy. Sharing the pictures with the homeowner as I was progressing with the roof aspect of it. And he's seen those. Then he left his job. He came home and seeing on the tarps on the ground below the damaged roof decking that we were ripping off. And he's just like, I can't believe that happened. That insulation, Paul, was packed so tight, I called it concrete. Because it was jammed in that tight. That tight. Concrete. Yes. It was so saturated that we ended up removing all of that. We sprayed the backside of his drywall and the visqueen that was on there. Tried to take any moisture, residue, whatever was out of there. Put insulation baffles in. Put new insulation in where we could. Put the new roof boards on. Put the ice and water shield. Shingled it back up. And baffles in each one of those spacings, not only the back of the house, the front of the house, 
the sunroom out the back was all the same way. And it was all done roughly three years before I got the phone call. That's when the new insulation was put in. Okay. So the homeowner told me. So in three years, that was caused constant winter, summer, summer, the whole, the whole thing about it is when it rotted, it just constantly stayed wet, never dried out, never had an opportunity. They had plenty of soffit vents in underneath the overhang. Okay. Well, we upgraded that also. We cut the wooden soffit out. We put a hundred percent ventilated soffit in there. You know, when we left the job the second time now. So now the homeowner should be good for another 30 years. We put the roof on and it was 18 years later. We're back there. Now we're putting a second roof on. It's just not fun doing your work over again. No, no. Especially when it was fine when you left it. The first time when we left it, it was fine. There was no problems. Now we have, we came across a bigger problem. Mm -hmm. So... So, Ron, you're, you're helping us at AirVent relay to the industry for those in the audience, this podcast. Don't compromise the flow of air while boosting the insulation. You can boost the insulation, but you got to keep the intake vents clear and free. Correct. So, thank you, Ron. Thank you for sharing that. If I can, Ron, I'd like to segue to another mistake beyond blocking the intake vents as it pertains to insulation. And that is not installing the correct R value, R as in Robert, for those listening that are not familiar with R value, they're not, not installing the correct R value of insulation. And R value is the insulation's ability to resist the heat traveling through it. The higher the R value, the better the thermal performance of the insulation. And there's a map you can find online indicating the recommended R values. Uh, I'm in Texas right now. Ron, my guest, he's in Wisconsin. So there's different R values based on where you are. Colder climates are different than warmer climates. So, Ron, as it pertains to R value, we've heard from roofing contractors who upgraded the attic ventilation for the homeowner because it was previously underperforming, but the homeowner would not agree to improve the R value of the insulation, and that can lead to trouble. And that's what we've heard from contractors, specifically with improved attic ventilation, more air is flowing through the attic, and that's a good thing. Attic airflow helps to fight heat buildup, moisture buildup, ice dams, if you, if you deal with ice dams, But if the R value of the insulation is not suitable for the specific climate zone, it can lead to thermal inefficiencies for the house due to this increased airflow in the attic. Some homeowners will call and complain to the roofing contractor blaming the upgraded attic ventilation. The ventilation is not the problem. The solution is to always match the R value of the insulation to the specific climate zone where the house is located. And during an attic ventilation evaluation, always double check the attic insulation. That's a long explanation to get to you, Ron. Thank you for your patience. Do you have experience, Ron, in the field with that scenario? 
that scenario I tried to explain to homeowners. Homeowners do not understand what an R value is. How do how does a a contractor explain to a homeowner R value the rate of loss for the insulation? Then they kind of start understanding that. Then you go into a little more detail. You educate the homeowner on why you're doing and why you're saying what you need to do. When you do that, then the homeowner understands. Now you're totally separated from Joe Schmo roofing. Now you're on your own pedestal. So now they're going to listen to you. This is what you want to do. When I sell my job, I get the proper ventilation. I do do an inspection of the attic. When I do the inspection of the attic, I tell them after I get this done, after I do your project, it is your responsibility to contact an insulator because I do not do insulating. I am a roofer by trade, but they need to contract a quality insulator. I have a couple that are on the same page with me with the ventilation. They know what I'm looking for. Baffles in every rafter spacing. They can have their R30 value here in Wisconsin, which is the low side, 50 is the high. That's fine. You don't need that in Texas. No. <laughs> so, but if you can get that corrected and up to snuff. Hey, Ron, as we kind of wind down this Christmas project from 2020 and how you had to redo your work, is there anything you'd like to add for our listeners' benefit specific to attic insulation as it affects attic ventilation or or honestly, Ron, anything in general. Uh, I know you've already kind of teased about separating yourself uh, from the competition, but is there anything you want to add about today's topic or in general? A good contractor should never skip the attic inspection. I see a lot of other contracts that homeowners get. I love being the third person there at any any one of my meetings with the homeowner. Let two other two other contractors get there first. I will show them in writing. I will show them through my iPad. I will show them through literature why I'm doing what I'm doing. These other guys that gave them the price, that is, I'm sure, lower than mine. And I'm not upselling myself, but I'm getting giving the homeowner what they need and giving them a good, good quality product with all of the warranties. If you skip the warranty of proper ventilation in an attic, you have no warranty on your roofs. End of story. That's it. The shingle manufacturer can walk away if there was a problem with the shingles. That's my biggest thing. And that's what I'm doing. I'm protecting that house for the next 30 to 50 years of its life. That's my job. So with the attic insulation, don't skip that part. Look at it, determine it. If you're not a professional insulator, like I am not, right? but I can tell you if I can see the ceiling joists in between the rafters, hey, there's not adequate amount here. So then you hire somebody that you trust to do the right job for the homeowner, refer them to the homeowner. You did a job, you did a great job for them, the person you referred is going to do a great job for you. That will come back to you and keep you in up and up 
with a friendship with the homeowners. That is the best way to practice my business. Thanks for sharing that, Ron. Ron, to put you on the spot during the seminar segment, Overcoming Homeowner Resistance and Price, that's one of our topics. I've been sharing uh, an, uh, a real example from your work where the homeowner was watching you during the estimating process and pretty much said, Ron, I can already tell you probably are going to be a little bit higher in price based on how thorough you are than the others, but I'm also probably getting more bang for my buck. I'm paraphrasing here. I'm getting more bang for my buck. You're hired. I, I've been using that, Ron, in my in the seminars to explain higher price doesn't mean it's an unreasonable price. It means you have to explain what they're getting for that price. So thanks for sharing that, Ron. Yeah, I... Matter of fact, just today, I walked in with a proposal to a homeowner, and he's had three other proposals. I was the fourth guy there. Okay. I asked him if I could bring my stepladder, and I stuck my head up in the attic. When I came down the ladder, he said, you're hired. That's exactly what he said. He didn't even see my proposal yet. Wow. I am the only person that went in, and I explained to him I was looking for the bathroom fan vents. I don't see them from the outside. Where are they running? Where are they running to? Well, I've seen them heading into the soffit. Told them they did not have enough attic uh, insulation. So when I'm done with the project, you're going to have to improve that. I'm going to make this thing breathe. You are going to stop the ice buildup along your gutter edge. Right? You know, earlier, I think it was early January, he had six inches ice around his gutter edge, a two-foot overhang. In Wisconsin, that's kind of normal. A lot of people get it. But I want to help reduce that. Sure. And he did not have enough soffit ventilation. I'm going to improve that. His bathroom fan vents are just blowing right out in the middle of the attic. I'm going to improve that. His kitchen hood fan vent, an eight-inch pipe coming from the kitchen hood fan, right up in the middle of the roof. It doesn't even come close to a, a square vent at all that has to be up to the roof correct and when i explained that as i was looking around inside there i came down the ladder said you got the job i love he that didn't look, he didn't even look at the price yet he knew he was going to get what he wanted you know a house is the biggest investment in somebody's life why skimp on it why go with the cheap guy are you going to sell your house in three years well you know that's why they go with the cheap guy well, if you're going to stay in your house, your biggest investment in your life, stick your money into your house. It's worth it with the right contractor. Ron, I'm going to amend my explanation next week at our live seminars. I'm going to I'm going to explain that story. You came down from the attic and boom, didn't even look at your price. I love that. I love that. That was Ron. today. That was great. That's a that's breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ron, it, it, does it happen where you're the first on the scene? And I know you prefer to be second or third or fourth, but not, not that you're keeping track of this, but are you the first sometimes? And then Sometimes you I'm first. And then the homeowner calls me back and said, well, these other two guys didn't talk anything about it. Why were you talking ventilation? I said, to give you the maximum warranty from your shingles. I said, I dot every I, cross every T to make sure you're getting what you pay for. When the other guys write limited lifetime warranty on their roofs, 
if they didn't dot every I, cross every T to make the proper ventilation, you have no warranty from the shingle manufacturers. So I have to do that. That's my job. That's what I'm selling you. If they want to sell a limited lifetime warranty, that's fine with them. But when it comes to the shingles, you're going to end up taking them back to court because they sold you a limited lifetime roof, but they didn't do the whole job. Well, the average roofing company in Wisconsin is in business six to eight years, not 53 years like we are. So that sets us apart, too. Congratulations. It's it's a long time doing the job correctly. Yes. How many companies are in business over 50 years? That's, That's impressive. Very impressive. Yep. I'm second generation, but my dad taught me right. Do what you would do on your own house to somebody else's. Thank you, Ron. I want to thank you very much for being our guest today. You always generously share with me your time, your photographs, your tips. Keep them coming. We love them. On behalf of AirVent, the industry, and homeowners, thank you, Ron. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. We enjoyed it, too. Thank you, Ron. Attic insulation is very important for the thermal efficiency of the home and indoor living comfort. Give it its due attention and make sure it does not negatively impact the attic ventilation. Well, that wraps up this episode. Please leave a review on YouTube or whatever platform you used to listen to this episode. Be sure to let us know if there's a topic you'd like us to cover in future episodes. Maybe you'd like to be a guest one day like Ron was a guest. Drop us a note on the podcast page of our website, airvent.com. You can also reach reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And please come back for more Airing It Out with Airvent. I'm Paul Shelsey. Thanks for listening.